0: Oh, what's up, guys? Hey, it's Kate. This is Date Fails. Um, I'm super duper pumped. I'm yelling. I need to calm down. (laughs) I need to bring it down. Uh, Good morning. First of all, it's 1 p.m. 2 p.m. I think it's 2 p.m., right? It's 2 p.m. It's morning for comics. It's morning for us. What time did you get up? Tell the truth. Today, I did get up. I got up at like 8.30, which
1: is early for me, but it's because I'm flying out today, so I had to get some shit done, but usually it's like closer to 10.
0: Oh, 10 is still early I for know. a comedian. I, I'm impressed, I know, actually. I'm a nerd. I love daytime. Like, I'm a morning person. Well, yeah. not morning. I take that back. I'm a daytime person. Sure, yeah. Like, I like to be out when there's sunshine and, yeah. like, get fresh air. But the longer I do comedy, the more I'm turning into a vampire. I don't oh, even yeah. want to. Oh, yeah. it's impossible. Do you go yeah. home from gigs? And how long are you awake after a show? Oh, I mean at least 2 hours at least. It's impossible. Maybe three. Yeah. Do you like go back and listen to your stuff or write tags or what do you do after after a show? After a show,
1: if there are, if there's something that like stood out in the set that I'm like, oh, I need to remember how I said that, I'll listen to it right away. But sometimes I just want to completely decompress Shut and down. just like n- get away from the show, go watch TV. Like, my fiancé and I are basically 86 years old. We'll play, like, the Jeopardy video game. Like, legit. There's a video game? It's so fun.
0: What what game system is that? PS4. Shut up. Yeah. I wonder if you can play it online. Probably. I'd be terrible at that, though, because I'm really bad at basic trivia. You probably are really... You seem super smart. (laughs) Thanks. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't know what to say. I I mean, yeah, I guess you just—you're one of those people that when I look at you, I go straight days in college. That's what I think. Yeah, real Lisa
1: Simpson, no fun, like honor student. You don't seem
0: like no fun. You (laughs) seem like straight days in college, but like with a hint, a streak of crazy, because you're a comic. Yeah, oh for sure. You have to have. For sure.
1: I mean, I definitely was like a binge drinker toward the end of college and stuff like that, and I've scaled it back now. But yeah, I mean. (laughs) but definitely growing up like that was very much uh, like that pressure put on me by my parents that's like you know you get straight A's and go to good college and be you know honor student all that stuff so Yeah, I don't know.
0: That's interesting because, well, first of all, I'll introduce my guest. I always do this. I just start rambling. And then (laughs) like halfway through I go, no one knows who is here. But I feel like they do because. They do from the title, right? They can look at the title. Exactly. But um, guys, I've wanted to have this girl on for a long time. I really have because, you know, it's hard to find girls in comedy that are available because the ones that are funny are always working. Yeah, always only, on the road. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, who can I get in here? And then I ran into you. Yeah, and it, it just worked out. Uh, but guys, she's blowing up. I feel like you're gonna oh, be. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, you're on. You're way on the come up. She just did the Tonight Show, right? Thanks, That's yeah, crazy. Oh, no,
1: thank you. And
0: uh, let's see, she's got a great podcast on all things comedy you can check out called Self Helpless, and you do it yeah. with Taylor Tomlinson and Delaney. Delaney, it Delaney Fisher? Fisher, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. And uh, and you guys have to check out Self Helpless. It's Kelsey Cook. Thank Woo! you. Thanks. You're so sweet. Oh my God. Well, of course, it's weird that we've only done I think one show together over all mm, the years. Maybe one. Yeah. I mean, it's. There has to
1: have been one in there for sure, but
0: there was one I remember at the Laugh Factory. I think it was when you were doing uh, you were doing that show with um, Oh, yeah, with Aiden. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's the only time. That's right. Isn't that crazy? I I feel like I've only run into you maybe a small handful of times. It's so bizarre in this town how you feel like you know every comedian, but then every once in a while you see one, you're like, God, how have I never worked with you? Oh, yeah.
1: And I mean, honestly, I haven't even been in town that often since I moved here because I moved here and then like within a few months of that started um, touring with Jim Norton. And that just kept me out of L.A. all the time, which is exciting, you know, and good. But like people would be like, oh, do you live here? I don't even know that you are a resident of this city. I get that, too.
0: I get that, too. And it's funny because being on the road makes you so much better because you get so much stage time. Especially, I feel like featuring, especially because you're right in that prime spot. Yeah. You know the crowd's going to be good. You can try out. But it's weird because when you come back, people haven't seen you in so long. So they oh, think yeah. you're wherever you left off. Yes. Yeah. Right? So it's like weird then every once in a while I'll go up on a show and someone will go like, wow, what What have you been doing? And I'm like, I'm just never here. Like yeah. I'm, I'm getting to actually practice yeah. for a long time. But exactly. So when I saw you the other night at the store, you were so funny oh thanks and i'd only seen you once like
1: two yeah. years ago you know so oh yeah the road definitely like fast tracks your um your progress i think and yeah gives you more of those reps and you get to make more mistakes and learn more and yeah
0: definitely. and also i was like not sure what your act was like if it was super clean or what and then i heard you say <clears throat> something about cupcakes and cum yeah. on stage <laughs>
1: yeah it's honestly i feel like my act has become a blend of both clean and dirty because working with Jim, I mean, his crowds want filthy and so, which I feel like is easier for me to write that way anyway um, and kind of like lean into the dirty stuff but then I've also worked with like Gata Elmale and then like preparing for The Tonight Show, things where you have to be squeaky squeaky like G-rated clean. Yeah. So, I've kind of, to me, I'm happy with that to like learn how to do both but I do think sometimes I confuse people with like my quote unquote brand or whatever because they're like, are you What
0: are you? Because people want to be able to be like, you are this, 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 is Isn't that so frustrating? Yeah. Do you feel like you just want to shake people and go, why Why do I have to be one thing? It drives me fucking insane. Yeah. It's very, uh, very frustrating. And I kind
1: of, I feel like I will continue to just fight that because I don't want to feel like I have to be one or the other. So
0: it's weird because I was just talking to Joey Diaz about it because he was saying how Oh, he was like, I feel like I've been lately listening to too many voices instead of just, like the reason he is Joey Diaz is because he always was like, fuck everyone, I do what yes. I want. and then nobody he, like him. Right, but the thing is, as soon as you start to let everyone's opinions affect you, you start to second guess the thing that's making you successful, which right. is being you, you know? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's really weird, man. I get the I same thing. Like, I've, I've scaled way back, like I totally admit, I used to post so many hot photos on my Instagram, but yeah. people were like, was it for likes? I think it was more just because where I was at in my life, like, yeah. I was still doing hot girl jobs. I was newly single. I was insecure. I was like, it feels good. Like whatever the reason right. was. Well, you have such
1: an interesting story. The whole like that you were married, and in that you were in that relationship for a long time, right? Yeah, nineteen to thirty or oh, eighteen to thirty. Oh my gosh! Wow, a long time. So I mean, fuck, man. Like to get out of that, and then also be like so incredibly hot, oh. and Instagram oh. is there. I'm. You get so much more validation from posting hot pics, so it's like it's hard to not want to continue to like kind of feed
0: that machine. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. <laughs> but you know what's weird is I only know this because I've been like going through my analytics for just like where to travel. Sure, Yeah. But I've been looking at which posts are getting the most likes, and this is actually weird because it made me feel so old that lately my jokes when I post like a meme or right. like, make a meme are getting more likes than like my quote hot pics which is actually making me feel ancient because I'm like oh shit like that joke cut 3,000 likes this photo only got 1,000 now I feel like like it it was the weirdest feeling when I realized that was happening Right, but as a comic I was like oh good my jokes are winning now but then I was like oh I didn't think I'd be sad about that (laughs) well
1: you know what I was thinking too is like jokes don't get wrinkly you know what I mean like jokes and that sort of shit that we invest in in comedy is that's timeless, and it sucks thinking about how in like, you know, 10, 20 years, like we won't really be posting hot chick photos ever, you know, or pictures ironically in Vegas. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> my fucking tits and my socks or whatever. But when we're old, can we make a promise now that when we're all old you're younger than me, I think you're in your twenties. still, uh, Twenty nine. Right? So, Almost to thirty. Almost oh, there. Thirty is you're you're so beautiful, you're gonna be fine. Oh you're my just gosh, like, you're very sweet. Thank you. <laughs> but I think in like thirty or forty years we should all get together, all the girl comics that are like coming up right now, and we should do like a hot granny photo, like a cover of oh, Maxim in laundry. <laughs> right that'd be so fucking funny that'd be amazing yeah oh it's so weird man but yeah well i just all i know is uh i'm i'm really happy that you were able to come oh, and now you. i want to hear okay i have so many questions for you because yeah this is a fun one because i barely know you so I yeah you. so wait where'd you grow up so i grew up in spokane washington so oh. yeah
1: eastern part of washington kind of near idaho it's when you I tell people Washington, I think a lot of people assume, like, Seattle, yeah. which is a very different vibe from Spokane. I love Seattle, Um, but I grew up in, like, the methy part of the state. Like, very, uh, like, the high school I went to was a lot of, like, future farmers of America and, like, in the wheat fields, and then, like, the major city, Spokane, is 20 minutes away, and it is, it's just, it's a really interesting place, and I love Spokane so much, but it is not... The cool like hipster vibe That Seattle is it's, it's totally different
0: I think I was there one time uh, There's a comedy club there isn't yeah, there Yeah Spokane Comedy Club Yeah It yeah. opened up a year or two ago I think I did like just a guest set Or something Okay like Wait so do you have brothers and sisters I do
1: I have I'm the oldest I have a brother who's six years younger than me And then I have a stepsister and a half brother
0: And then your parents were like the Are your parents married first of all No So
1: they've They got divorced when I was like five Um, They were together for ten years They met playing in a professional foosball tournament so like i literally wouldn't exist if it weren't for foosball they meant
0: playing in a foosball tournament pro. yes pro yeah There's they're pro both, tournament. yes i didn't even know that
1: yeah it's a, such a weird such a weird world it's like they needed to have an mtv true life i am a pro foosball player because to just see what these tournaments are like and what the people are like there it's insane it's unlike anything you've ever seen
0: i mean wait a second pro foosball players do they get like do they make good money playing pro foosball? There are a
1: few who do make really good money, and like uh, one of them, who's the t- I think the currently top player, whatever. Uh, he lives in an RV and he travels to every major tournament every weekend, and he just gets first in all the events and makes all this money. And that's just how yeah, that's what he does.
0: How do you become a professional foosball? So you must be amazing at oh, foosball. Thanks. Well,
1: it's the only it's the only thing I've been doing my entire life. You know what I mean? Like, if I had decided to pursue foosball seriously, I would have had such a great advantage over people because it's, number one, it's in my fucking DNA. But two, like, there are pictures of me standing on a stool when I'm, like, three years old with my mom's hands on my hands helping me move the rods. Like, I've played my entire life. So I didn't have really an excuse to be a piece of shit player. Like, I've you know, been playing all the time. So I love doing it, but um that wasn't my idea of like how I wanted to spend my whole life.
0: That's but, yeah. amazing. So as a kid you were traveling around to football mm-hmm. tournaments with your parents. Yeah. And your brother and sister, you were all like family trips. So it was just me and
1: my younger brother, my stepsister and half brother kinda came into the picture later. Oh, but right. yeah, I mean my dad kind of stopped playing he's still really good but my mom is in like the foosball hall of fame she's like written the world table soccer almanac she's this whole big figure in the foosball world and so i will still go to tournaments with her and my brother and we'll play and wow yes they must crazy. have
0: tennis elbow just you get foosball <laughs> people elbow? get like
1: weird like wrist i've seen people get wrist injuries where they'll like rip open all of the skin oh my right god here from doing there's a, a shot called a rollover where you, like, are rubbing it on your wrist and then you roll up and catch it. It's it's crazy.
0: I know the rollover. I use the magic wand for the... <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: No, i know i mean like i've I have had a, the same injuries in exactly <laughs> i mean i've talked about it on stage before but like my strongest like make for real scary hand jobs like it can get out of control fast oh my god you're like i'll give you that foosball I'm hand super, job yeah it's intense i have to have to go easy Holy but yeah
0: shit so okay so then your parents split up and your mom got
1: remarried eventually she still has never been remarried which oh. is crazy Yeah, yeah yeah but she's like I mean, she's amazing, and she's actually moving to L.A. in, like, a month. She just retired from, from teaching for, like, 30 years. So I'm hoping maybe L.A. will give her some better options because, um, you know, this is date fails. She's tried to on online date in Spokane, and literally the only people that she matches with look like wizards. Like, they <laughs> have f- beards, full beard. They're always holding a fish they just caught. It's just not... Not her arena of people. She has her like masters in French literature. She's this like amazing, well-read woman, and she just keeps getting these like country bumpkins that she wants nothing to do with. I
0: like that your version of a wizard is a beard and a fish. Like I pictured, like a monocle and like one of those pointy hats with Merlin. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they just—I don't know—they are not the right fit for her. But I don't think LA is going to make it easier though, because it's a fucking shitstorm. I know. I don't know. Did you meet your guy? You're so you're you have a fiance. Now, which we yeah. to get into. But did yeah. you meet
1: him here? No, we met in the Seattle comedy scene. So that's where we were both doing comedy in um, before we moved here. So I met him there like almost seven years ago.
0: Oh, he's a comedian also? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. A successful comedian. See, now I feel like comedian relationships are either the absolute worst or the absolute best. There's your- no in between. Yeah,
1: there's and nothing in between And we've been middle. both in our relationship <laughs> together. We've really? been like,
0: holy shit,
1: how is this gonna work? And then times where it's the best you can't even picture it better i mean we've we've been all over the place so yeah
0: so, so wait a second this comedian i can't believe i didn't know this do i yeah. know this, I, his know, name's kane holloway He might have done some like local shows with him here i probably i think it sounds familiar yeah he's great okay so there's no it's a get hard at all like like i used to date a comic yeah who uh well i've dated a few comics but one like was serious that i really was crazy about and we were great at times but yeah I found that any time I would kind of one up him career, like I'm not competitive with whoever I date, right? Because I want if you do better, I'm gonna do better eventually. We're both yeah. gonna do better, right? Yeah, you help one another. But at him as a man, I think at low key was getting to him totally. any time I would. Did you guys find that there's an aspect of competition in there? Yeah, I mean we we had a couple rough points. I remember right when we first
1: started dating, he was doing better than I was in the Seattle scene, and he'd like been in the scene longer than I had, and. I remember he got some gigs that I had wanted and I was like, fuck. And it wasn't, it's never that feeling of like, you don't want that person to get it or you don't think they deserve it. It's just, you want it too. It's like that FOMO. You don't want to be left out. You want to be part of it too. So I remember um, feeling that way then. And then when we moved here and I started touring with Jim, Jim was like his number one favorite comedian of all time. And all of a sudden his girlfriend is not only working with his favorite comedian, but she's gone constantly. Like, with his favorite comedian? Yeah, oh not God. there <laughs> while he's in LA like watching our three cats. Like it, we all of a sudden went from being like on a very similar page in Seattle to him feeling like, fuck, you know? Because that's how this business works. All, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you make a connection with somebody and they can change your life. Yeah. And anyway, so we definitely went through a period of time there where he openly told me like, I have a really hard time with this. And of course, and it was never like, I don't support you or I don't think you deserve this. It's just like y- everything that you've ever wanted is happening for you, and nothing's happening for me. And I feel really shitty
0: that would be hard I think especially as a guy in some yeah. ways because no matter what even if you are so progressive you don't feel this way I yeah. mean there's something to be said about the guy feeling like they're supposed to be the breadwinner and like the yeah, man the dude yeah. support you and so I guess probably yeah. that would be even harder Yeah, and especially for comedians because we're already insecure which is part of the reason we do this so then for a guy to be a little maybe insecure and then also like his girl is doing better yeah. that would probably be hard yeah
1: and I, like, I completely understand and that's kind of the beauty of two comedians being together is that when there's a problem like that that's related to the career, it's like, well, I already felt that way, so I know what that feels like. Yeah, I get what you're going through. I can't fault you for feeling that way because I felt it when you had it and eventually he just got to a point where he actually, he got sober. He's been sober for like almost two years now. That helps. But when things were bad, he was in like such a dark place, like bad with alcohol, like not in therapy, just so many things that him personally it wasn't going well yeah and he he just made this like whole big transformation and change and now i couldn't be with a more like supportive partner i mean he's amazing and he's doing so much better it's just it's great you fixed
0: him up yeah, you fixed him. You got to fix her up, or you fixed him up, and now I he's perfect. Like every fucking and girl. Fuck- yeah. See, this is what I do This is like you are the comedian that I want to be because you're really oh, functional. Thank you. And you're. I'm not even talking about your comedy, although it's great. But yeah. like, I'm just talking about like you're happy, you're well adjusted. I'm happy. I don't know if I'm well adjusted, <laughs> but you, you have a stable relationship and you're working. To me, that seems impossible. But oh, you're doing thanks.
1: it. Thanks. It took a really long time, and like. You you do have to sacrifice some things, though, because I got to a point where I realized I couldn't be on the road the amount I was and have that stable relationship. Right. Because, like, before he and I got engaged, we had another kind of rough patch of, like, I don't even see you anymore. Like, all of a sudden, we've had this long-distance relationship. I feel disconnected from you. It sucked. And I wasn't happy. Like, I wasn't happy being alone on the road as often as I was, so... I started to find other ways to make money. You know, like our podcast started. And it's like, as long as I can feel financially stable, staying in town, I don't feel a need to be gone every weekend. No way. So I don't think it's it's good for you to be gone every
0: weekend. Especially now you're headlining. It's one thing when you're middling because you're with or opening for someone because you're with someone that you're friends with at least. But like when you first start headlining, I'm very lucky that I have comics that just want stage time, so they're like, I'll pay for my own flight as long as I break even. And oh, amazing. feature. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, when you first start headlining, they don't pay you enough to bring an opener and pay them yourself. No. So you're alone a lot. Yeah. And you're just alone with your thoughts, and it's like, it's so weird to go from, like, the shows to back to your room oh. by yourself and if you don't party which yeah. like people think I party way harder than I do I don't go out for drinks with audience and stuff after shows no it's I'm like my afraid. nightmare yeah, yeah, yeah me too I like no 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 that's the difference between the male comics and the female comics I think definitely well it's a safety issue too like right.
1: we don't <laughs> we just we're up there talking about our clit for fucking an hour we don't want these two you know, to, to touch our quit. exactly there's a definite separation between like the joke we're telling and what we would actually want to participate every in joke somebody. is
0: like an extreme version of what you think right but guys really do like i was doing a joke for a while about like what was that that was weird yeah. did you hear that Something <laughs> <an> alien ship <laughs> <laughs> landed yeah an alien a god is like kate stop talking stop talking <laughs> no i was doing a joke just about being so broke and the girls that were watching like harvey weinstein jerk off and i would say like i would watch you all jerk off for a target gift right. certificate whatever and after shows guys would come up to me and be like so Really uh, and I was like I don't really want to watch are you kidding it's a joke like I'm going to really yeah. be like, sure jerk off right here let's do it in the lobby let's yeah go- no yeah. so
1: many so creepy you can. people I will legit be like like people will be like you want to go get a drink I'm like no I'm okay and then I will go back to my room and I will eat fucking brown rice cakes and almonds and watch, like, YouTube videos. Like, I am a loser <laughs> on the road. I don't party. I am, like, very alone. I just I just want to eat my almonds in peace.
0: But you almost have to be, if you want the shows to be good. It's a job, yeah. yeah you have to choose because, like, you can't be super tired and sluggish and hungover or you're going to have a bad set. No, I mean, I go hard when it's, like, a,
1: if I'm just going to Vegas for the weekend with my friends, I'll fucking go hard. But if I'm working, I, I can't be hungover and do no, my job.
0: no. So, wait, how long have you been with the guy that you, just got engaged to almost seven years holy shit yeah wait so you got you met him when you were like 22 20 something like that so wait what about before that did you date a lot before that not a
1: ton i was kind of like a serial monogamist i had um a serious relationship from like 17 to 19 and then another one from like mm, 20 through 21 under 21 something like that so i'm yeah again like very lisa simpson just like such a prude like (laughs) Not approve. Like, when I'm with somebody, I'm, like, a freak and fine doing whatever. But, like, I... <laughs> I have a latex allergy. I'm very, like, (laughs) uptight. I'm not, like, I can't just casually fuck people. I've literally, I've slept with five people my whole life. You have a latex allergy. Yeah. So no condoms. Unless you use, like,
0: sheepskin. Yeah. Have you ever used a sheepskin condom?
1: I haven't. I've heard they smell like a euro, and I'm just like, I don't want no part of that. I have tried polyurethane, which is a nightmare. It feels like... Polyurethane? That's like trash? Wait, trash bag. It feels like a Ziploc bag. It's bunchy and crunchy. It has no form to it. It's horrendous. So for me, it's always just been like if I like somebody, I usually like them a lot and then I'm like, well, I want to be in a relationship and as long as you go get tested, then we can fuck without a condom because yeah. I'm on the pill. but uh.
0: like I, but it doesn't make for casual hookups, you know? No. What I mean? That's a great... That's funny, because I've only ever heard guys say they have a latex allergy when they're trying to get out of using a condom. So I was starting to think it wasn't a real thing.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I can't speak for those, but there's probably a bunch of douchebags out there. But, like, that's... I mean, the story I told um, for This Is Not Happening was that, like, the first time I tried masturbating, I used this, like, manicure tool that my mom had, and it was made of this, like, grippy rubber material, and my vagina swelled shut. I had to go to the emergency room.
0: Wait. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, The first time you tried masturbating, you just
1: used a tool? You it was a manicure like, tool? The, did you ever see those infomercials? It was like this handheld thing. You could put little tools on top to buff your nails. Yes. So the handle was shaped like a dick. And like all my friends in high school were losing their virginity. And I hadn't yet. And I was like, this is bullshit. I want to know what sex feels like. So instead of just like, you know, like a normal high schooler just being like, oh, I'll just go f- find a guy to have sex with. I was like, no, I'll just use this fucking nail salon device, whatever the shit. (laughs) And I... Put it up there, and I took it out, and it was like burning right away. And I looked oh. at it with a mirror, and the whole thing had just like swollen shut.
0: That had to scare you off masturbating. You were like, everything mom said is true. Oh. I really am gonna go blind. I, yo, yeah, exactly. No, I still don't
1: use. I still don't own a dildo. I don't own any toys. Like that's how much it fucked me up because I was like so scarred for this for forever. I
0: don't blame you. Yeah, you don't need them though. You can use your
1: no, hand. I got my my quick wrists. I'm you good.
0: Got, yeah, you got your foosball my DJ. Aren't they a little callous though? Yeah. You have to—you probably have to scrape. The oh my God! Be, how funny if you looked at my—it was just like blistered and
1: bleeding. Oh my God! Do you so wear gross. gloves for foosball? I use handle wraps. So if you look at the foosball table out in the lobby, there's—it's wrapped. It's the same things that are on tennis rackets. I know you play tennis a lot, right? I do. So you can oh, buy okay. them at Big Five and you wrap the handles so that you have
0: better grip. I see. It's like a it's like um that stuff actually on the tennis racket it's real soft. Like it's like yeah. stress ball material. Oh
1: almost. yeah, it's really nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, I really like that. It's <laughs> yeah. funny, I built this game table. I've, it's a saga that I've been talking about online cuz I yeah. bought a game table for my apartment. Yeah. The is what started it cuz I always wanted foosball and pool. Yeah. This has all those things, but it's cheap as fuck. It's like Fisher-Price, like you flip the board and it becomes ping-pong or whatever? Yeah, I mean, it has 10 games. You just keep taking a thing off, and there's oh one more God. game, one more game. It's like lasagna, yeah, these layers. Yeah, but the funny thing is, it was only $160. And it's not bad. It's for kids, but I'm sure it'll be fine. That's great. I mean, a, a
1: solid foosball table is like a grand.
0: Oh yeah. So if you
1: got something for one sixty, that's a it's a great deal.
0: I'm sure it's not the most professional grade yeah. foosball table okay. or anything else. But right. but what's funny about it is it took three days and like five people for us to put to the assemble thing. it because well, I kept having friends over to do it and we'd start drinking and then everyone would be a little buzzed and then everything we'd have to stop so I'd be like this is gonna go terribly. Oh my god. And that's then we finally amazing. finished it and then I found out. I called the company because I was short on parts. Yeah. And they were like, you know, for $60, we would have sent somebody to build it. And I was like,
1: fuck. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. And oh, that would have been worth it for sure.
0: But, you know, there's my blood and sweat is in that foosball table. So it's, it means more now. Yeah. It's I more would more have more you over to play, but it would be very disappointing for you when you saw it. You would go, no, we can't. We have yeah.
1: To go. It's probably a, slanted. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> See, I get, I'm so, like, so snobby about the foosball tables I play on. If I go into a bar, And there's one in bad shape. It's almost like I go into like the pound and I see a dog that's in bad shape. I'm like, "Yo, this is not okay." Are you serious? Like, I've gone into bars and been like, "Do you guys have any vegetable oil in the back or any sort of oil?" And I will like grease up the rods. I will like wipe down the top. It makes me sad to see like an abused foosball table. Sure. Like nobody takes care of them. Yeah, that's
0: heartbreaking for most of us. I know. I know. It's this is the most unrelatable thing i've no, ever talked about but. it's not though because everybody has something like that like for yeah. me if i see a tennis court that has a bunch of like potholes on it i'm like sure. what, the f- what the fuck's the point right Why is this- yeah yeah i get it yeah um have you ever played strip foosball with anyone i think my high school
1: boyfriend yeah i think we did that at one point but i haven't had a foosball table in my apartment like as an adult i just have one in my house because they're so loud they are
0: really loud. That yeah. is a problem. And yeah. my friends w- when we play it's always like late after shows, so oh, my sure, neighbor yeah. hates me for sure. But yeah. You know, what are you gonna do? I mean, you have to have a life.
1: Yeah. You're also just, fucking gigantic. And like I don't I mean And heavy if they're legit. Yes. Yeah. Financially, I'm not in a place where I can like afford a
0: foosball room yet. You, you know don't know have I mean? a foosball room no. in your house. I, know. I mean, how are you a comedian? No, God. <laughs> but <laughs> do fun. you get the messages from people now that you've done like the tonight show and this is not happening? And like you right. have TV credits and you're with Jim Norton and people message you like, Congrats on all your success, like you're killing it in Hollywood. Like people think that you have elevated to like you're a millionaire and you're living like in the hill. Like Kevin Hart, yacht level. Yeah. No,
1: yeah, it's so funny. It's like, it doesn't do um, what it used to. I mean, people said so many times that like back in the day, if you did The Tonight Show, you were like signing a sitcom deal the next day right. and it would change you overnight and... Now, I mean, like, it does definitely help and it, it changed my life, absolutely, but not in the same way that, like, it used to. A long it's time not ago. as
0: extreme. Right, yeah. Well, yeah. don't you feel like the just celebrity in general is becoming a watered down? I mean, there's yeah. just so many famous, quote, famous people between social media, YouTube, TV, film, yeah. that now I feel like you could be a movie star and half the country still doesn't know who you are absolutely it's bizarre when on the financial end too i
1: just was reading this rolling stone article about how johnny depp is like bankrupt basically he's like broke because the man spends so much money on shit that you just like he shot hunter s thompson's ashes into the ocean with like a five million (laughs) dollar cannon that's clearly important exactly and it's like that and that's wonderful and great but it just goes to show that Even if you are making that level of money, if your expenses are also at that level, you might as well work at fucking
0: Subway. It's 100% real. And also that people get so... The same thing happens with athletes and everyone sees it. It's like they're making so much money for a brief period, they get used to a lifestyle. I mean, that even happened to me when I was married, not that I was a millionaire. But I was making a lot more money. I got used to a certain lifestyle. And it took me a few years after my divorce to stop spending money the way that I was. Fuck, that's a hard transition for sure. Yeah, like I spent three years on the road doing gigs where I got per diem for food every day. So I Ugh. had fifty bucks a day to spend on food. So I would eat whatever I wanted and buy whatever I wanted. Right. And I would just be like, eh, it's per diem. Right. It took me like two years to be like, oh shit, food costs a lot when you're when it's not free. Yeah. You know I mean? Oh like, my
1: god. It was crazy. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, and that's why I live in a tent now, <laughs> guys. <please. laughs> I live in a yurt you're in the parking lot. So. People are like, do you have a, a, a place I can send you something? Like, do you have a what is it called? A UPS. Um, what are the boxes called? A box. Oh, a P.O. box. A P.O. box. Yeah, yeah, people are like, do you have a P.O. box? I'm like, I barely even have a home address. You're I know. P.O. boxes are expensive, FYI. Yeah, it's that's not free. I and know. then I have them send them to the Laugh Factory. I hope they're not getting mad. Oh, my God. That's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> they're like, Kate, you have a package. I'm like, that's weird. I wonder why. That's um, that's actually a great idea. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Have them send to the Laugh Factory. Yeah. They're going to love me for saying yeah. that. Um, all right. So you found this guy. And then you told me that you got engaged recently. Yeah and you got engaged here? Here. Right here in this studio. <laughs> that's, see, nothing like that happens for me. Here. The closest thing that's happened to me is uh, I, I spilled a drink and a guy got on one knee to <laughs> clean it up. Like, that's literally the closest. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you that's get awesome. engaged? Was it on your podcast? It was
1: on our podcast. He, um, he fucking killed it. He did such a good job because there's actually, this is like a longer story. We got engaged after we'd been together for like eight months. So this was the second time we've been engaged. We have like a weird story. So we got engaged because we were dumb and young and just like so in love and thought, well, we've been together for like eight months. We must know everything there is to know about each other at age 22. We should make this lifelong commitment. So we found... That's what I did, by the way. Is that? (laughs) Oh, well, you said 19, huh? So yeah, you were young. I was 19. We were together for
0: a year. Oh my gosh, yeah. So I get it. Yeah, it's...
1: And then the time seems so right, and everything's great, and uh, we found this, like, $25 ring in this, like, vintage shop or whatever. It was this, like, cubic zirconia ring, and I basically, like, ruined the proposal. I was just being a fucking psycho. I was being so, like, just all up in his business. And anyway, we were engaged for maybe six months or a year, and during that time, we just fought the whole time. We were just constantly bickering, It was clearly not what was supposed to be happening. And so we just both sat down and thank God we were both on the same page. And we just like, this was not the right move. Like, we are not ready to get married. We just need to take this off the table. We'll tell our friends and family, like, hey, we're not breaking up, but we just need to call this engagement off. Did
0: you keep the ring? I did. (laughs) But it looks so
1: gross. That's so funny. Like, you can really tell the difference between, like, a $25 ring and then he went and got me like an actual diamond ring and I fucking love this ring and it's so beautiful it's just it's funny to see what happens it's like those McDonald's fast forward videos where you watch something decay that's what that (gasps) ring looks like now where I'm like dude this looks like an old Big Mac this looks gross I want to see it it's nasty looking. Can I have so, it? Just kidding. Can that be it. my engagement it's, ring it's to myself? disgusting, but you can have it. <laughs> um, and so we just, we took that back off the table and like immediately things got better and it, you could tell that that pressure was gone. So then everything, like nothing else changed in terms of we still were living together, still together. And then, you know, fast forward another like five, six years, something like that. And um, we went and looked at rings together at an actual, like, jewelry shop in downtown LA, because we were talking more about, like, yeah, I'm th- this this seems like how this is supposed to feel now before we take this step. And so he knew that I really loved this ring, but he played the whole, like, I don't have any money card. He was like, I don't have any money saved up, so... And he's a
0: comedian, so you're like, I believe Absolutely. you. Absolutely, I'm like,
1: no, I live with <laughs> you. Like, we feed the same three cats together. I know what kind of money you're you have. You're feeding the same
0: three cats out of one
1: can for one yes. month. Yeah, you're like, I know what's going on. Yes, exactly, so i totally bought that and was like yeah yeah no that's totally fine he's like yeah probably I, I won't be able to get you something like that for a long time but just you know it's good to know what you like i was like okay Shh. apparently he bought it like the next day like went in he had like saved up money all this shit and then he contacted taylor and delaney my co-hosts and he was like i think it'd be cool to do it on the podcast it'd be fun to have you guys there it, that way we'd get it on video and on audio it'd be really cool so the girls were like, Oh, Kane wants to come be uh be like a co-host on our anniversary episode. We did like a self-helpless one year anniversary thing and I was like, Oh, that's a great idea. It was like fucking way over my head. I had no idea. So he came, we did the episode and then at the end of the episode, um, he's like, I've got one more thing uh that I wanted to, to say and he pulled out this letter and it's got all this fucking writing on us, this long letter and he starts reading it and it's this like serious love letter. And like, we just had finished talking about, you know, like, yoga and fucking smoothing and shit. And I was looking at the girls, like, embarrassed. I was like, ooh, I don't know why he's doing this. Like, I was, like, almost apologetic to them because <laughs> there was nothing in me that thought this was a proposal. I thought there's no way this is a pro- proposal. You were just like, why is he ruining the podcast? Yeah, I was like, this is so <laughs> intimate. And I was like, ooh, this is uncomfortable. I'm sorry. And then he gets to the end of the letter. And you can see it in my face, the whole video that I... Like, I don't understand what's going on. I can't wait to see this. <laughs> it, it's, it's pretty good. And then at the end, he's like, I've been calling you my girlfriend for six years. And I think that's long enough. I was just wondering. And then he like walked around the table and he pulled the fucking jewelry box out and got in and was like, well, will you be my wife? And I, you know, everybody's freaking out. It's crazy. It's crazy. Holy shit. He did such a good job. And then like there were friends of ours ra- waiting at a restaurant nearby that we all went and like it was just like surprise after surprise. I was in shock for like a solid week
0: oh that's such a good story yeah he broke my brain and also smart on his part because you could not say no good you point. can't you can't oh. say no you would look like the biggest bitch of all such time a no. to be like Ugh. that's what i always think when yeah. guys propose in public they're kind of forcing you to say yes in the moment at least but oh my luckily god. you wanted to say yes, yes. anyway. <laughs> thank god but yeah i feel like you jumbotron
1: that shit at like fenway park
0: You have to say yes. You better say yes
1: or you are a villain. It's like
0: even the first time I did, uh, you know, Stuttering John, John Melendez from the Howard Stern Show. Do you know who that is? Um, I know the name. Yeah. Well, he basically used to have a podcast years ago when when Lovett's Club was still open. We both Mm. had podcasts there. And that's where I started Date Fails originally. So long ago. Yeah. And he asked me to come on his podcast. And then on the podcast, he asked me on a date. And we're streaming live. And I felt like you can't say no. Shit. so I said in the moment I said yeah we can he didn't call it a date he said like you want to have dinner sometime I'm like yeah we can totally and then after the show when he started trying to make plans I was like well you know it's just his friends like I don't want to it's not a date Yeah. and then he was like I don't need a friend I just wanted to take you on a date and then he's like, we're already friends. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, I don't really think oh, I want to date you. And so uh, he's going to get mad at me for telling this story. But That's so funny. he made me come back on his podcast. And then he like called me out for saying yes and then reneging. And then I was like, well, you asked on a live show. I you, you can't say-. Me. I couldn't say no. Oh. Yeah, it was really funny. I was like, this is why. But now I just say no. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now I learned. I grew up, guys. But you said it's yes. It's hard. So I what- have, yeah, I've had that happen. I've When's the been- wedding? In a year, damn. Yeah, yeah. I'm wow. so excited. I am too. Do you have any plans yet? Do you have any ideas yeah. what you're gonna do? You it's, don't have to tell it all if you don't oh, want to. Oh, it's okay. To. It's gonna be down in the, like the San
1: Diego area, and I'm just I'm super excited. It's so funny how differently I feel this time than the first time, and I'm grateful that we had that like failed engagement because now I get to really feel like oh, this is how you're supposed to. feel. You're supposed to actually feel excited to spend your life with that person not be shitting your pants and being like i don't even fucking know this person why am i doing this and well you guys live together now too right oh yeah did you
0: live together the first time you got engaged yeah we
1: moved in together after two months of dating again just like psycho comedians
0: just crazy people. holy
1: shit crazy people with no boundaries It's a miracle that we've even worked this long because we just broke every rule. What's
0: even crazier is that you got engaged and then you ended the engagement, but you stayed together, stayed living together. Yeah. Because I always feel like if you go backwards, it's a sign that you're going to keep going backwards. Exactly. You broke my theory. 100%. Well, you've also, I mean, I'm sure you've heard about people who are
1: dating and then they completely break up and maybe they date other people for a year or two and then they get back together and they get married. I feel like I hear that situation a lot, where it's like they needed to see what else was out there. For sure. To be like, mm, I actually had it right the first time. Yeah, Now I can commit to you uh, with like getting married and all that shit. But that could yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah.
0: But not you two. You two made it work all the way through. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. It's craziness. How about this? Okay, I'll ask you just a few more questions, because so I know you got to get out yeah. of here in like 10. Yeah. So one is, you said that it has happened to you, that someone's maybe asked you out on a show or something. Have oh, you had yeah. any weird situations like creepy fans casting couch casting like anything that's happened that's been a little like oh yeah i mean definitely like i i have things happen
1: after shows pretty often because comedians are so different from like musicians or whatever where if you go to a concert the musicians generally aren't standing next (laughs) to the stage afterward being like buy me shirt they're on a tour bus and there's like a security person or somebody at the venue But we're so accessible. We're right there. We take pictures with people. Like, you touch us. People can just put their arms around us because we want to give people the benefit of the doubt and assume that they're just nice fans who genuinely want a picture. But I've had, like, I've had guys come up to me and be, like, I had a guy come up to me at Gotham in New York and was, like, it was a great set, but, and he grabbed my hips and spun me around and goes, but I like your ass better. No! And security just, like, fucking grabbed him. Dragged him out, but shit like that—that's so awful. Where somebody's like physically putting their hands on you and like manipulate, like rotating you around. I was like, oh god, it was. That made me fucking. Well, I hated that. I hated that's that so much. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I've had that. Just a lot of, um, a lot of creepy dudes who will come up and uh, want to talk more about like if I did a sex joke. And, you know, I'm sure you get this too. Or you know, They want to like, oh. hear the rest of
0: it, or like. Yeah. yeah, They want to go like, oh, you really like to be tickled? I'll tie you yeah. up right,
1: yeah. The whole, you know, the cupcake joke you heard, you know, people come up being like, so what, what do you like to do with, with food in the bed? And she's like, oh, fucking no, I don't want to talk to you about this. Like, get out of here. So yeah, that a lot. You
0: know what's really creepy is like I have a couple. I'm grateful for every fan, and it's weird because I finally just started blocking ones that creep me out. Because for the longest time, (laughs) I was like, "Block so hard! I block all the time now. It's great. I do now. Like if you say anything that even rubs me the wrong way, it doesn't even. Even if you're joking and I don't know you're joking and it seems rude, just whatever it is, I just don't want negative energy in my life. So I just block, block, block. Life's too fucking short. Yeah, but for the longest time, I was just like, but I'm grateful for every fan. And so I wouldn't. And there was one guy in particular. I think he really legitimately thought we were like a couple. Like he's cuckoo, cuckoo. Oh, God. And he would show up at shows and he would tell them like he was my boyfriend and they would let him in. (gasps) You know, and then after shows, like one time I was in Long Beach. This guy, he came up. I recognized him. I was creeped out. And he walked up to me, and I was so freaked, Kelsey. I started walking backwards, and I tripped over a chair. I fell down, hit my head, because I was so creeped. Oh, my
1: God, that's awful.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, it's like, that's what you're saying. Like, as comedians, we are there. So if someone does get a weird, like, crazy thing in their head, like they know you or your friends, then they really will, like, just show up, and they can can get to you. It's scary, and we post our show dates. It's like... It's fucking stalker dream well and the podcasting oh, it yeah. makes you because i don't know how you guys are i need to actually i want to listen to your guys podcast i don't listen to any oh thanks don't I, yeah feel, no no i'm always too busy but uh i'm very personal on mine same with ours we get
1: we've had people i mean it's, it's blown my mind i've never experienced anything like this except for with the podcast where we're getting people come up to us and be like oh my God, when you responded to my email, I started crying. And you're like, what? Holy shit. But it's because podcasts are so intimate Mm -hmm. and people will listen to you for hours and hours and they feel like they really know you. And a lot of time it's, I mean, so far we've only, fortunately, had amazing fans and amazing listeners. We haven't had anybody creepy with the podcast yet. Um, But like, it is really interesting how people really feel like they know you from the podcast.
0: Oh yeah, 100%. Well, and like, Sometimes, you know, I did one not like too long ago, six months ago or something, where I went through like a rough kind of, not even a breakup, but like an end of a relationship sort of. And I shared, I don't usually share sad stuff. I'm always like trying to be happy and yeah. funny. But I was like, you know what? I almost didn't even want a podcast. So I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna tell the truth. And I got more responses. It was my most listened to episode ever other than really? Jim Jeffries. Yeah. I got more responses from people just being like, oh, my God, I've been there. I relate. Like people really, when you share that side of you, yeah. they connect to you. Yeah. But then they really do feel like you're all BFFs, which is a good thing when it comes to yeah. showing up at shows. But just if you're a guy, don't, um, don't touch below the waist right. or the exactly. boob. Just exactly. keep your hands on our shoulders. <laughs> exactly. That's
1: all we That's all. We ask. That's all. Um, and I know. I know. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, talking about, um, like speaking of blocking people and all that stuff, the internet trolls that I'm sure you and I both get, but I was telling you how funny it was before um, before yeah. we started recording that, somebody recently left a comment on my Laugh Factory um, video on Instagram that was like, oh, I didn't know that Kate quickly got
0: fat. <laughs> I fucking hate that. That's fucking retarded. Yeah, I just saw that and I was like, huh, well. That sucks. That's, but that's really fine. Isn't it so stupid how, like, everyone thinks there can only be one blonde? Like, people will, you know, say, like, oh, watch out, so and so, Kelsey Cook. We all can compare to on one another Gweza. Gweza. Right. Exactly. If you're a blonde,
1: white that's female it. comedian. Like,
0: there can only be one. Yes. There can only be Eliza or Jessime or you. Yes. Or me. It's like, why? There's a million things for all of us. That's yeah. what's great about the podcasting. Yes. And the internet and the, like, now maybe at one point in time maybe there was only room for one Amy Schumer but now there could be a dozen Amy Schumer's because right. the internet we can all do our own thing, or and our own thing. yeah it's but so dumb it's so dumb yeah that's why I'm so glad you came too oh yeah, I want of people course. to see that like we don't all have to be like you can't make it and yeah. I can't. we can all
1: make it no of course I think this is like a super fun podcast concept and I, I mean again you and I do this and uh yeah i've just i've had so much weird internet troll i've had like reddit pages dedicated to taking people taking photos of me and photoshopping five extra foreheads people who are like obsessed with i've had people photoshop jim's face onto my forehead mole i've had that's actually funny yeah Yeah, i I would use that on a Oh, i know it's (laughs) kind of amazing and also so horrific but i mean Yeah, we deal with so much mean shit
0: all the time. I know. It's crazy. I know. It's so hard. And then people go, don't read the comments. Don't look. And I'm like, but I want to engage with my followers, so I have to. It's too late.
1: Like, once you see it, (laughs) it's already too late. Like, what what are some of the meanest things that you've had to deal with, with, like, internet troll shit like that?
0: Well, I mean, I I get... My for me it's like people hit you in your insecure spot, whatever, because you know, we all want respect from other comics. So a big thing for me is that sometimes I feel like no matter how funny I get or how much I grind or how much I mean, I'm I'm going on the road doing seven shows a weekend, whatever, and then people still are like, Oh, well, you just why don't you let your comedy speak for itself? Why do you have to post a hot photo? And I'm I just wanna be like I post fifteen fucking jokes and then I post one photo and they're not even quote hot, but it's like if I'm at the pool, Right, and I'm in a bikini, and then I'm in it in the photo. Then it's like I'm using that. I guess for me, it's just I get tired of that same thing all the time. Right, and I'm trying to ignore it, but most of the time, it just makes me laugh. The troll, right? Remarks, for the most part,
1: well, it's like what you're saying that you start. You said you started out posting a lot of the hot pics, and that now oh, yeah. you feel like. Did you say that you feel like you wish you hadn't posted so much or that you're just like transitioning more into like not wanting to post as many?
0: I think it's really just that. Yeah, like I think it's partly that I have grown up. I've gotten older, partly that um, my brain is in more, like because back then I had a show on the Playboy channel. Like I had a TV show on Playboy TV and then I also like was doing, I had shot a beer commercial, so I was doing a lot of like the beer promo events. Yeah. So, I mean, back then I had more reasons. Yeah. But-
1: part of me and now if I is... And it worked for your business, by the way. You know, like,
0: you have a fuck ton of followers. Well, you know, thank you. Yeah. I mean, Sam Tripoli actually, when I first started, Sam is one of those guys, like, we were talking about Felipe and how he's yeah. so supportive yeah, of women. Yeah, I love Sam. Sam is one of those guys that, from the beginning, was like, Kate, you know what? Get eyeballs on you, and then worry about being funny. But get mm. followers, because he's like, the business is changing. Sam like, saw it into the future. That's so interesting. Yeah, so he was like, but find a way to make it funny. You know, so that's yeah. why I started wearing the bikini in weird places like like grocery stores right and right banks because i was like oh i can right. kind of make it funny you know right, hospitals right. like pushing a gurney right um but yeah but it's like like your photo the one that I, I so you're gonna be tell them where you are this weekend first of all oh i'm in
1: i'm in boise i'm headlining liquid laughs in boise and then it will be hilarities in cleveland the week after that and mm-hmm. then american comedy company in san diego uh two weeks after that so diego? if you're in any of those places august i'm on the road a lot
0: yeah so follow kelsey to see where she's at ghost See her this weekend in Boise. Yeah. Um, but I was gonna say, like the photo of you that I retweeted for your Boise date. Like, oh yeah, Thank it's you. hot, but it's not like slutty. It's just a hot. You look great. You look beautiful. Thanks. You know, you're in a dress, and it's like there's no reason that you can't be funny and beautiful and yeah. look sexy. It's a hard. Um,
1: it's hard. I'm sure you you've dealt with this and maybe still deal with it, but it is hard to find that balance of like um, getting that positive validation from the internet when you do post a sexier photo. Um, As opposed to like, like if I post a photo of, yeah, like something like a little sexier, like a makeup photo, as opposed to my cats, I'm 100% going to get more followers and more likes and interaction with a sexier photo. It's hard to not go, oh, well, then why wouldn't I just keep posting those? But it's like comedy, I feel like doesn't leave any room for anything else besides that you're supposed to be this like really hardened fucking garbage troll that is just like me and my jokes and right because i felt so self-conscious about posting like makeup things for a long time because i was like people aren't gonna take me seriously if i have any hobbies that are not comedy comedy but again that's the shit where i'm like i don't care anymore like i don't care i love that i'm a fucking foosball nerd and i'm like making that a bigger part of my career now and like i don't give a fuck if i took an hour to do my makeup it made me feel nice and it's art and i'm gonna keep fucking doing
0: it but you know? isn't it funny that you even we both said at one point to be taken seriously as a comedian when the whole fucking point is to not be taken seriously like yeah. it's not a serious but it's jokes and <laughs> that's a good point and yeah. truthfully the thing is your job is to relate to people and if yeah. all you do is be a fucking clown all the time nobody can relate to that because everybody has a million different hobbies yeah. and experiences so you might as well you know if you love makeup, and you did the smart thing, you used that gift, and you used to do those videos. Yeah, stand-ups meet- doing makeup. I yeah. loved that. Thanks. I thought that was so funny. Thanks. So, you know what? I just think you're great. Thank I you, I know you Kate. have to go. You're so fucking sweet. Thanks um, for having me on. Oh, my God. I'm so happy that you came. Uh, there's one thing I ask everyone, if you have one. If you don't, it's fine, sure. which is, like, the worst date fail or sex fail or just any... Well, I mean, your one masturbating story is pretty Yeah, that was my own.
1: <laughs> That's, like, the worst solo masturbation. Mission for sure was fucking like Uh, killing my pussy, but um, (laughs) I, I mean, uh, I like I was in a relationship with a guy who had borderline personality disorder before my fiance, um, so that's like that's a whole other big thing. Trying to think if there's like a specific. That's the thing is like I haven't dated that much. There was a guy, um, who I was with for a bit when I was in college and. He was just like a really, really, really sweaty guy, especially in bed. And I remember having sex and he was a lot taller than me. And his so his chest was like over my head. Uh And I remember like a a sweat droplet dropping from his chest into my eyeball and being like, okay, like I Uh. have never gone drier faster. (laughs) And just like I need out of here. Like nine one one. I can't. I cannot do this. I was so grossed out. And he also had like really really long um, nut sack. And I remember it was like, do you remember like soccer pals? Do you <laughs> remember soccer pals was like that like net with a soccer ball at the end, and you would kick the soccer ball, but you could still hold on to the end. It, anyway, his nuts looked like a soccer pal, and it was. You guys can Google image it if you're listening to the podcast right now, and they they will look exactly like what I'm talking about. And so his like ba- his like balls would like whap swing again. Yeah. Uh. And he was super hot. He was like this really good looking guy, but it was just like a couple things like that that I was like, Ugh. so was during rough. that, did you know it was over during the sex? Like, did you decide? I think we, it was one of those situations where we were both very physically attracted to each other and then just sexually, it did not work. It's not Like weird? it wasn't good sex <laughs> for whatever reason. Like I, I felt like I wasn't my best. He probably felt like he wasn't his best and we were just like, oh, this isn't gonna work.
0: That's the worst, but at least you both knew. Yeah. It's better when you are both Yeah, I had a guy like that that I told him. Afterwards, oh okay. I didn't tell him right after, because so I didn't want to hurt his feelings. But like the next day, when he asked me out again, I was like, you know, I hate to say it, but the sex between us is just not really what I'm, what yeah. I'm looking for. Yeah. and he, I remember he was like, well, I'm out of practice. You were my first in like, a year or something. And, and then I was like, yeah, I just don't think it's really gonna work
1: out. Oh,
0: that's like a sweet thing
1: to say but also like such not a good selling point I'm like I don't want to be your fucking warm up job I'm out
0: of practice yeah. I know I'm like why don't you get some reps in and try me again yeah. in another year yeah <laughs> that's so funny Oh, uh, well Kelsey you're awesome
1: oh thank, thank you, you thank again thank you for having me of this course was really fun. of
0: course uh, they can follow you at Kelsey Cook on everything or Kelsey Cook Comedy
1: it's uh, Kelsey Cook on Twitter Kelsey Cook Comedy on Instagram I know that's a real bitch I have to figure out how to merge those two and then KelseyCook.com and uh, Self-Helpless Podcast
0: yes and make sure you guys check her out this weekend in Boise and then her other dates online you're the best thank you thank you thank I you love for you having me. of course bye. all right guys bye, bye. bye.